Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the fourth day of February, and it's so great to be here with you, winding this week down together. It's been just a riveting story, hasn't it? Uh, Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and into freedom, but not without the opposition of Pharaoh who is the ruler of Egypt, who has not a lot of regard for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we have turned the page in the story of our lives and the story of the Bible. And let's dive in, shall we? Today we're reading Exodus chapters 16, 17, and 18. And today's the last day in the New English Translation. Exodus chapter 16. When they journeyed from Elam, the entire company of Israelites came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their exodus from the land of Egypt. The entire company of Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather the amount for each day so that I may test them. Will they walk in my law or not? On the sixth day, they will prepare what they bring in, and it will be twice as much as they gather every other day. Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, In the evening, you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your murmurings against the Lord. As for us, what we are, that you should murmur against us? Moses said, You will know this when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread in the morning to satisfy you, because the Lord has heard your murmurings, that you are murmuring against him. As for us, what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Tell the whole community of the Israelites, Come before the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings. As Aaron spoke to the whole community of the Israelites, and they looked toward the wilderness, there the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud, and the Lord spoke to Moses, I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Tell them, during the evening you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be satisfied with bread, so that you may know that I am the Lord your God." In the evening, the quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning, a layer of dew was all around the camp. When the layer of dew had evaporated, there on the surface of the wilderness was a thin, flaky substance, thin like frost on the earth. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? Because they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you for food. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each person is to gather from it what he can eat, an omer per person, according to the number of your people. 
each one will pick it up for whoever lives in his tent. The Israelites did so, and they gathered some more, some less. When they measured with an omer, the one who gathered much had nothing left over, and the one who gathered little lacked nothing. Each one had gathered what he could eat. Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some kept part of it until morning, and it was full of worms and began to stink, and Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it each morning, each person according to what he could eat, and when the sun got hot, it would melt. And on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers per person, and all the leaders of the community came and told Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a time of cessation from work, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Whatever you want to bake, bake today. Whatever you want to boil, boil today. Whatever is left, put aside for yourselves to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until the morning, just as Moses had commanded it, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the area. Six days you will gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather it, but they found nothing. So the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to obey my commandments and my instructions? See, because the Lord had given you the Sabbath, that is why he is giving you food for two days on the sixth day. Each of you stay where you are. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed and was white, and it tasted like wafers with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for generations to come, so that they may see the food I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out from the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put it in an omer full of manna and place it before the Lord to be kept for generations to come, just as the Lord commanded Moses. So Aaron placed it before the Ark of the Testimony for safekeeping. Now the Israelites ate manna for forty years until they came to a land that was inhabited. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. The whole community of the Israelites traveled on their journey from the wilderness of Sin according to the Lord's instruction, and they pitched camp in Rephidim. Now there was no water for the people to drink, so the people contended with Moses, and they said, Give us water to drink, Moses said to them. Why do you contend with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people were very thirsty there for water, and they murmured against Moses and said, Why in the world did you bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What will I do with this people? A little more, and they will stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go over before the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand your staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will be standing before you there on the rock of Horeb, and you will strike the rock, and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. And Moses did so in plain view of the elders of Israel. He called the name of the place Massah, 
and Meribah because of the contending of the Israelites and because of their testing the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Amalek came and attacked Israel and Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out. Fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought against Amalek, just as Moses had instructed him. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses would raise his hands, then Israel prevailed. But whenever he would rest his hands, then Amalek prevailed. When the hands of Moses became heavy, he took a stone and put it under him, and Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. And so his hands were steady until the sun went down. So Joshua destroyed Amalek and his army with a sword. The Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing. For I will surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. For he said, For a hand was lifted up to the throne of the Lord, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard about all that God had done for Moses and for his people Israel, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zipporah, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, one of whom was named Gershom, for Moses had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other, Eliezer, for Moses had said, The God of my father has been my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and his wife, came to Moses in the wilderness where he was camping by the mountain of God. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you along with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They each asked about the other's welfare, and then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to Egypt for Israel's sake, and to all the hardship that had come on them along the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro rejoiced because of all the good that the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered from the hand of Egypt. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you from the hand of Egypt and from the hand of Pharaoh who has delivered the people from the Egyptians' control. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the thing in which they dealt proudly against them, he has destroyed them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron and all the elders of Israel came to eat food with the father-in-law of Moses before God. On the next day, Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why are you sitting by yourself and all the people stand around you from the morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I decide between a man and his neighbor, and I make known the decrees of God and his laws. 
Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out both you and these people who are with you, for this is too heavy a burden for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to me. I will give you advice, and may God be with you. You be a representative for the people to God, and you bring their disputes to God. Warn them of the statutes and the laws, and make known to them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. But you choose from the people capable men, God-fearing men, men of truth, those who hate bribes, and put them over the people as rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They will judge the people under normal circumstances, and to every difficult case they will bring to you, but every small case they themselves will judge, so that you may make it easier for yourself, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he had said. Moses chose capable men from all Israel, and he made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They judged the people under normal circumstances. The difficult cases they would bring to Moses, but every small case they would judge themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and so Jethro went to his own land. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this week that we have had together individually, how your word has spoken to our hearts collectively as a body of Christ and in community in this place, the Daily Audio Bible, each and every person engaged in your word and allowing you to change them. I thank you for the change that you have brought to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. May it be a work that is continuing, deepening, deep into our hearts. And may we return different than when we came. We let go of anything that we are not able to complete or accomplish that is not ours to complete or accomplish this week. And we give you what is ahead and ask you to use us through our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. And we thank you that we can trust you and you hear us when we pray. And we pray this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What an incredible week it's been to be here with you I hope that you will join me on the journey through the HL. That's not the Hobby Lobby. That's the Holy Land uh, as we will travel to Israel and be there for the next two weeks. We ask for your prayers. Jet lag is a real thing. and It's a real hard thing. Probably takes uh, the first week to get acclimated and then just about the time you get settled in and have your wits about you it's time to go back home and do it all over again so uh thank you for your prayers thank you for your thoughts towards uh brian and i our family 
that is with us and our family that is still back home. It's going to be an incredible time together. I leave you now in the most delicate, strong, capable hands of my daughter, China. And I pray that you all have an incredible week together as she will do the reading and I will bring you up to speed uh, at what we accomplished throughout the day. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Hey, this is Big Shoes Tiny Feet. I'm calling in to pray for Tiffany from New York. And congratulations with your son, Elisha. Lord, I pray for Tiffany and Elisha and her husband that you will bless this new family. I pray that you will give them grace with each other in this time of very little sleep. I pray that you will give them extra strength and that you will heal her from birth. And I pray especially for their marriage, that you will bless them and give them so much joy. Please, Lord, make the nursing go well and easy. And especially pray for little Elisha. Lord, keep him in your hands forever and just guide his steps wherever he's going and guide his parents in his upbringing and just take care of him and keep him safe and always keep him seeking you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Hi, DABC. This is his redeemed daughter from Florida. I have a couple... Um, I have a prayer request for you guys to lift my children up, my adult children. Um, one is um, not feeling well at all today, and she's about to, she's got two different positions for eye doctors that she's supposed to be applying for, and she was so excited, and she also needs to make a discerned decision about that. Um, probably have to take the better job with the health care and things like that, but um, I just want her to make the right decision. But the main thing is I really want her to be healthy. So she's supposed to go for um, these job interviews or shadowing and things, and now she's sick and she doesn't feel good and she's going to have to go to an urgent care place or something. So please pray for Jade to get better. J-A-D-E, like the stone. Uh, my little gem. And then my son... Tyler, both of them have opportunities to get really good jobs or move up. Um, Tyler can move up with the state, and I'm really, it's, they've been dragging their feet for a while, and he would have full-time and then health benefits. And at this time right now, you know, in this world, these children, these college students and young-age children need, they need health care right now because I can't afford it. <laughs> I'm older and I'm working still and I'm trying to just make it and um, I just really want them. God, I just want you to guide them and be with them and give them discernment, please. I know that they don't always um, come to church with me and all that stuff, but I just really want you to stay there with them and guide them and bring them back. I love you. We pray for everybody on this podcast. Thank you. Hey, my victorious Dab C fam. This is Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Family, let's pray. 
Father, I come on behalf of your daughter, Nicole Simone, and her sons, Isaiah 27 and Jordan 15. God, you love those boys, those sons of Nicole, far greater than Nicole ever could. And therefore, you have the plan already mapped out for them. You know the plan that you have for them. And so, Lord, will you rescue them from themselves, from the clutches of the enemy, from the grip of the world, and bring them out of darkness into your marvelous light. We give you praise, God, that you are at work even now for Isaiah 27 and Jordan 15. Give mom, Nicole, rest to know that you're at work in their lives in Jesus' name. And for our brother, didn't leave a name, but God, his wife is in sin along with uh, the daughters who need salvation living on the other side of town. Oh God, will you rescue this wife from herself, from the grips of alcohol? I plead the blood of Jesus over her mind even now. And I ask God that you would break the stronghold of alcohol in her life. I pray you would demolish every thing that the enemy has lied to this woman and told her that she needs to engross herself in alcohol. Father, heal her from the depths of her soul and bring her to the end of her alcohol and bring her to the beginning of Christ Jesus. Encourage this husband and do a miracle for this marriage in Jesus' name. Hi guys, it's Kate calling in. Um, I heard a, a prayer request from someone the other day. His name was Neil. And Neil, you said you lived in the northern mountains of Virginia and you told us about your situation with your wife. And boy, my heart broke for you and for her and your kids. So Father, I lift up Neil and Neil's wife and their children as they all go through a really hard season where the wife and mom has left the house and is living a dangerous lifestyle on the other side of the mountain. And um, Father, you are an expert in retrieving people from the other side of the mountain. <sighs> Sorry. And I'm asking you to keep this sister safe while she is on that other side. And um, I pray that you'd bring strong, Christian, solid people alongside of her to help bear her burdens, for they are deep and years, decades old. And she has been wronged, Father, by her father, by her abuser, and just the consequences that come with that lead to a really tortured life. And you are expert in redeeming evil for good. Thank you that Neil is so dedicated. And I pray you would comfort him with your peace and grounding and that he would trust you despite everything to the contrary. Hello, DABC family. This is Diana from Florida.
Florida and I just want to thank both Joe and China for their amazing commentary in the past couple of days. Starting with China, my goodness, when you talked about Joseph having the capacity to regulate his emotions during his feast with his brothers by exiting the room, taking some deep breaths, and really coming back to full composure before re-entering the space, I was just like, wow, I never thought to apply that to my own personal life, but indeed we ought to, because oftentimes we are so quick to react and respond to our own emotions without even considering how it's gonna affect the atmosphere and the people in the room. And so the fact that Joseph had the self-awareness to step away is gold to me. And I definitely am gonna start practicing this more. Then, Jill, oh my goodness, this commentary on how in the scriptures we see the different biblical characters ascribing names to God out of the outflow of their worship, whether that be uh, El Jaira or El Roy or El Shalom or any of these things. But then we get to Moses and Moses has the immense privilege of asking God, who is it that I should tell the people that has sent me? And God describes who he is for the first time. He says, I am that I am. Tell them that I am has sent you. Oh, oh, I never thought about it that way. And I'm just so enamored and floored. And indeed, it, it, it totally means that God is calling us to a higher purpose and we should receive it. Thank you, ladies. Love you.